The following podcast contains adult language, mature content, and controversial conversations. So if you're not ready to talk about motherfuckers, murder, and the devil, then this probably isn't the right podcast for you. Listener discretion is advised. great time um you know we just we just kind of hung out and lit a fire talked about like spooky shit and yeah that's yeah awesome. man that's awesome fuck yeah we need to light fires for this granted it would be like the table we're recording on but still. yeah dude that would be metal as fuck man you just yeah. like it's like get 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 power bomb through a table do it old school do it fucking wcw <laughs> yeah. style man yeah straight up wcw was always my were you a wcw or a wwf kid because i'm not going to say wwe because it wasn't wwe it wasn't that when i was growing up either man it was wwf and i was a wwf kid uh, yeah, I was I was a WCW kid all the way because Sting, but Undertaker was my shit WWF wise. Yeah, well, yeah I love Taker. Like I was like when when Taker came out, I was all about that. Like for forever. Like yeah. I, he stole my heart, and I just I just had the biggest stars when I saw him on the screen. Him and Paul Bearer were like they were like the gothy grownups that I wanted to be as a child. A fucking man. I I was doing this wrestling movie uh, in December of 2019. And I was like, for a month, I was in Orlando hanging out with all these old school wrestlers. And I and they were just telling me all these fucking stories about the wrestlers I grew up watching. And like, we were out to dinner one time and I was so nervous, but I was like, can you, can you tell me about the undertaker? And they were like, <laughs> they were like, he's the nicest guy in the world. And I'm like, fuck yes. Cause I was so I bet scared. He is. He I was bet he be- is. Oh my God. Just no. the, just the, just the, just the coolest cat. Yeah. He's just like, he just. I would just ask him, like, you just throw me, throw me through some shit, man. Just please, just hit me one time. <laughs> I don't ask him to be like, choke me, because I feel like that would, that's a weird thing. And yeah, and he, you, you don't like, go up to guys, you just like, hey, choke me. Like, yeah. I feel like Plus, you're going to have an erection, and so it'll be awesome. The whole time, I'm going to be up, just straight mahogany. It's going to be, it's going to yeah. be rough. And it would be mahogany, judging by uh, your skin tone. Welcome <laughs> back, ladies and gentlemen, to Raise the Cult Books. Unfortunately, Ray's not in right now, but working the counter, you have myself, Keith Brooks, and the Dom of Delight, as always. That's David Haddad. David, you erection-sporting motherfucker. How are you doing? I'm glad we're starting on my erection. That's a good place to start the show at. It's just talking about my penis, but it's been doing great, uh, and I'm doing great. And Keith, you're looking great, so I'm you're- really glad to be here today. You're looking great, you Jason Momoa-looking fuck. I love the hat. For those of you who aren't stalking us right now, you can't see that David has a lovely orange toboggan, I guess is that what that would be called, on. Stop making fun of me. I look like the Gordon's Fisherman. <laughs> but it's sexy. You look like a hipster version of Gordon's <laughs> the Gordon's Fisherman. It's what you look like. I, I look like I just got off the boat and I smell like it's like the sea. Yeah. And uh, that's not really. That's not really. Oh, man. COVID has not been good to my beard. Like when I go to the store, they always stop me like I'm stealing stuff. And I'm like, I get like, like, yeah, the other day I was pissed. And when I got home, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you know what? I can't really blame them. I just have this like. I look like I live behind the store in a box and a bunch of co-opted fucking milk crates. So I can't really get pissed at them for thinking I took some stuff. 
But I'm so envious of your fucking beard because, again, David's beard is straight up wizard beard. It's this large, black, luscious thing. But I can't grow a beard like that. Mine will only, it'll hit a certain point in length and then just start growing up back towards my face. Like weird moss reclaiming a building. So I can never get that awesomeness that you're you're rocking right now. You look like you should be leading a temple of the Dark Lord is what you look like. You should just give me enough time, man. Just give enough time. And we're just we're we're setting it up and we're 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 setting the foundation today. So what what are we talking about today? I feel like last week it was my kind of like bullshit where I just talked about my my uh my my me brought brought up in the Catholic Church. Uh so what what did you want to talk about today? Well, today I wanted to dive into something that I I know nothing about, but I did some research on it, and uh, you know, and hopefully it'll bring up some discussion and stuff like that. I want to talk about the Brocken Mountains in Germany, which seems like a weird. You want to talk about geography? Yeah, but I want to talk about the Brocken Mountains, but more specifically about a ritual that occurred uh, on the Brocken Mountains. But I got to build up to it and tell you what the Brocken Mountains are and all that shit, right? Okay, fucking cool. Yeah, hit me with this Brocken Mountains. I want to hear about some German shit. Yeah, so in Germany, there is a, a region of mountains called the Hartz Mountains, and the peak of that is called the Brocken. It used to be called Blockensburg, and it has been associated with witches, legends of demons, and devils for as long as people can remember, which is sort of fucking intense, right? So mm-hmm. it is covered in snow from September to May. Uh, it has a fog and a mist that shrouds it for 300 days out of the year. Um, but nowadays, like, you can go up there. It's open to the public. They have a hotel up there. It has botanical gardens, a railway, uh, an old TV station, um, a restaurant. But the peak of the mountain itself is treeless but has these dwarf shrubs. Um, it is the site of the first television tower in the world. It was a listening post for the Russians during the Cold War. But... In old Saxon Germanic times, uh, they mysteriously found a hand-drawn portrait of Woden, or Odin, depending on what part of the world you're from, mysteriously sitting atop there. And they say that animal and human sacrifices were offered to Odin there before the onset of Christianity. And there's still a sacrificial stone that's marked and preserved, and is considered a German uh, landmark. Um, it used to be called Blocksburg, like I said. Um and on the mountain, part of it's preserved for nature, and they have all these different paths in these different areas. So one of the paths is called the Hearts Witches Path. One is called the Bad Hartsburg Devil's Path. The two peaks of the mountain are called the Teufelskanzel, which is the Devil's Pulpit, and then Hexen Altar, which is the Witch's Altar. Uh, bands like Coven, Cradle of Filth, they've sung songs about this place. There's books and anime based on it. I just, I just don't know what you're gonna. What do you expect if you name your place like fucking like like the devil's butthole or like like the altar of the demons? Like I feel like you're just gonna get some shit there. But I, I think too, like it just sounds much more intense in German. Like the devil's butthole would be like Teufel arson. Like you know, it's oh my god, it's so aggressive. Oh my god, I would just like give them all my money, like right there, just please. I, I don't want to fight today. (laughs) But there's okay, so where the, the peak is, so the Brocken is the actual peak of the mountain. But opposite of it, there's this plateau, and it's called the Hexentonsplatz, which is the witch's dance floor. 
And it's a plateau that used to be an old Saxon cult site where they would worship and have pagan celebrations to the Hagadison, which are the local forest gods. Um, and so the legend goes that during the Frankish Empire, when Christianity became a thing, the Franks ran off all the Saxons, right? And for like, I think 10 or 20 years, Frankish soldiers would guard that place to enforce the ban on pagan faiths until legend says that one day the pagans took it back and they all were dressed as witches riding broomsticks and scared all the soldiers away so no soldiers would ever return. And from that point on, it became even more popular with you know, pagan rituals and, and uh, Walpurgisnacht, right? Walpurgis night is said to be celebrated there by witches from all over the world. Um, so before you, can, you get any further, uh, talk about Walpurgisnacht really quick. Like, so, so Walpurgisnacht is the German phrases for Walpurgis night. Um, saint Walpurga is a Christian saint that uh, her, the following day, the day after Walpurgisnacht is her day, right? Saint okay, Walpurga. Yeah. And she I think it's a she was said to have rid part of the world of witchcraft and evil and like snakes with syphilis. I don't fucking know. Fucking just like that, right? Just <laughs> just comes like bam. There's yeah. no there's no more no more fucking pagans. We just we, we got them all. Yeah, exactly. So, but because so much of occult practice, at least from popular perspective, is supposed to be the antithesis of Christianity, right? So you have um. A mass, and then the antithesis of that is the black mass. You have a cross, and the antithesis, the mockery of that is the upside-down cross. It's supposed to give power, right? So the theory is St. Walpurga Day is the day of the absolution of evil. Uh, get rid of it. But the night before, Walpurgisnacht is the night when evil has the most power, when pagan occult rituals are the most effective, right? So that's the theory going behind it. So legend says that on Walpurgisnacht, the night before the celebration of the rid of evil, witches and demons and devils would come together to celebrate. So you look at like something like Fantasia, Night on Bald Mountain, that depiction is sort of based on the Brocken. Because for years, it's been associated with these festivals, festivals, what the fuck is that? Um, festivities. <laughs> festivals sounds like a weird food that you eat, like olive chips or something like that. <laughs> I love air pop and festivals. Anyway, so, but now, like I said, all around the town, uh, 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 around surrounding Brocken, um, it's sort of like Salem, Massachusetts is for us, where they just mm. dive into that witch, you know, uh, thing. Um, and so the local town does that too. And you can go to the Brocken and they have like an open air theater. They have roller coasters. They have little statues of witches, devils and devil's assistants. And they're also famous for, uh, and I'm getting to the ritual I want to talk about. I'll get there. Just two more historical points and then, and then we're there. Um, something called the Brock Inspector. Um, and the Brock Inspector sounds supernatural, but it's not. It's a naturally occurring phenomenon that happens so often at this mountain that we've named something after it. So it's when the shadow of an observer is cast upon clouds opposite the sun's direction, and it makes it look elongated. And it normally has a rainbow halo or a, a glory, which is like a circular rainbow that you would see on saints around it so like if you were on a foggy day and you stood in front of your car's headlights and the shadow it would cast onto the fog would make it look like a ghost was following you that's what the brock inspector is so we name it after that but it's probably the most famous uh because uh 
uh, Goethe, a Johann Wolfgang Goethe, right, um, used to visit there for his like relaxation walks. And he visited there so often, they named a path after him, the Goethe Way. So in the middle of like Witch's Path and the Devil's Dick Path and shit like that, you have the Goethe Way. And Goethe loved it so much and felt the connection to the supernatural on such a deep level that he based part of Faust on the Brocken. So when Mephistopheles is taking Faust to all these places, he takes him to the Brocken to celebrate Walpurgisnacht, right? So there Faust runs into witches and a Gorgon and all this shit. So Faust died in, or not Faust, Faust died probably thousands of years ago or never because he's a fictional character. Goethe died in 1832. At the 100-year ceremony of that, um, the organization that keeps um, the Brocken invited a guy named Harry Price to come to the Brocken. And Harry Price is a paranormal investigator and a self-proclaimed debunker of the occult. Um, he is famous for being the guy who told Jeff the Mongoose to fuck off, right? So um, he... <laughs> Jeff Jeff the Mongoose? Like, you don't know fucking... Jeff the Mongoose? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I guess, like, bits and bits of that story. Tell us about Jeff the Mongoose. I feel like the dude who told that guy, that was like a famous, oh, man, that was like a famous, like, like haunting someplace. Right? Yeah, so it, I think it's like in England, maybe Scotland. It, it's somewhere in the British British Isles, uh, maybe even the Isle of Man. But this little girl had a mongoose friend who talked to her, and his name was Jeff. And he would just ask for cookies and stuff like that in the middle of the walls. And uh, and he lived with him for like fifteen fucking years. Um, and, and this he, was like a pretty benevolent. I mean, I mean, like it did tricks, but it didn't like it wasn't like Jeff the mongoose. But then also like, oh, eat your fucking eyes. Like it wasn't. No. Like, oh, nothing yeah, like no, that, right? no, it, it wasn't pillaging the town and stabbing <laughs> people's eyes out with with like head clippers. No, it was like I think it would knock over shit and eat their food. But it was just a fucking mongoose. The same thing my dogs do. I just don't, they don't talk to me, at least not out loud. They're um, also real. Like, they're not yeah, just ghosts, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> like, you have real dogs. Exactly. So it was like this family who had like a talking mongoose and they like weren't looking for money or anything. And the Harry Price went over there and was like, you're fucking trash. I hate you all. Fuck off, mongoose. And then left, right? Um, so that's sort of who Harry Price is. Um, but Harry Price, a self proclaimed studier of the occult and, and debunker of it, had come into possession of a grimoire called the High German Black Book that dates back to the 1500s. And he had found a ritual that it has to take place on top of the Brocken. So the foundation that protects the Brocken had heard about this, and they're like, hey, for Goethe's 100-year anniversary of his death, which is fucking weird that you're celebrating the anniversary of someone's death. You must not have liked the guy. Um yeah they invite him to come to the Brocken and fucking do the ritual, right? So he gets his uh, buddy C.E.M. Jode, which sounds like a euphemism for my dick. Um, to That's a very long name, so I, I think it, it's appropriate, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they go to the mountain uh, in the middle of, I think, June, um, and they're going to perform this ritual called the Blocksburg Tryst. Now, remember, the Blocksburg is the old name for the mountain. And uh, what the Blocksburg Tryst is supposed to do is to take a he goat and turn it into a boy. Um, what? What yeah. the fuck? That's a fucked up ritual to try. Yeah. You turn, you're turning a goat into a little boy just yeah. for funsies. I like, mean, we're just gonna see. like, what are you going to do with this little kid? 
Like, are you going to give them to someone or just like, here, look, we turned up, we turned a goat into a boy. You yeah. can have one. Cause we got, we just have an extra boy. Like yeah. fucking. Can you imagine the fucking terrified goat? That's now a boy. Like what the fuck did you do to me? Oh, yeah. probably. Ah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't know how to talk. It's just making yeah. goat noises and hitting its head against stuff and eating cans. I just, I don't know goats. I just think about them from cartoons. And I think, yeah, exactly, goats, yeah. Yeah, 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 charging me to get across a bridge or some shit. I don't know. Uh, it's, so, so the ritual again supposed to be performed at the peak of the mountain under the light of a winter's full moon. All right. Um, so according to the elaborate ritual text, the he-goat must be led by a silken cord held by a maiden, pure in heart, fair in fair white garments. Incense must be burned and a pine. And they found one in Germany. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. You know, and I was reading a lot about this, but I was trying to find where they tested that she was a virgin. (laughs) Never could fucking find it. You're not going to find it anywhere. I feel like, I feel like they just kind of like, they just sort of like mumbled past that stuff. It was like that scene in Evil Dead where he says, Klaatu, Verata, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Yada, yada, yada. She's fine. She's, you know, she's my bro. It's, it's cool. Plus I feel like there's, there's this weird intersection of, modern political correctness and ritual magic where can you even ask someone if they're a virgin anymore like wouldn't that be like slut shaming at that point within the course of magic i just i just feel like you just those those rituals they just don't get done anymore like i feel like like no one no one no one just like whatever man like we're 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 we're, we'll just do the other stuff there's so many other rituals we'll just we're just gonna pass on this and those rituals never get you really interesting stuff too the ones that really involve like a virgin i feel like the ones that involve specifically not a virgin have way better results i would much rather do the non-virgin ones but still i i would argue that a goat boy is pretty fucking interesting i mean but what do you again like what do you do with a goat boy like you just like bro just show him around town like that's like he does the festival cir- circuit you like he does burning man like what the fuck does a goat boy do it would be like, so easy like if you wanted a child this is the way to go because it'd be so easy to feed him you just what whatever you have left over here goat boy eat this you're good you know what i mean yeah 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 and i, I guess say so, yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about like getting rid of a lot of trash because you know you just give it to the goat boy uh he's really good at climbing mountains and like he's got really strong legs i mean i could see that i could see the benefit i just feel like in every other occasion like you would just like having an extra kid is not ideal like i yeah. just don't want an extra one no, no i agree I, I would just rather have a goat because i think goats are kind of cool yeah they're, they're useful you can do stuff with a goat you can like you can like the way you smoke and stuff like that. With a goat. You said that sort of sexual. I did not. I just you can't. You should not interfere with goats. But goats are good. Like you can. You can have like goat smoke and stuff like that. You can't. Let's just let's move to something other than this because I feel like. <laughs> okay, so according to the elaborate ritual text, so you, you have to draw the specific circles and the conjuring circles on the ground. Um, the he goat must be led by a silken cord held by a maiden pure in heart in fair white garments. Incense must be burned and a pine fire lit. Um, that the the um, initiator of the the ritual must be pure heart and mind and selfless intention. Uh, it's best done under a winter moon, uh, standing on the magical circle that has been drawn on the ground. The maiden must spin the goat three times, then pour wine over its head while reciting some magic words. Procule, oh procule, esta profani, be gone, be gone, ye profane ones. And when the magic starts to work. The moon is supposed to go completely dark, and the maiden then needs to cover the goat with a white sheet. When the moon comes back, 
The cloth is removed and the goat should be gone, replaced with a human boy. This that's, is some Vegas magic show shit. Back in time. And this crazy is great, man. Like, yeah. And then it's a tiger. Fucking that'd be great, dude. Yeah. So so they do the ritual. The ritual that's supposed to be done on a winter's moon. They do it on June 17th. Uh, the moon is obscured by clouds, and he invited uh, Price or whatever the fuck his name is, mm-hmm. invited 47 reporters to watch it. So you have like all this flash photography and all this shit happening. And needless to say, it didn't work. The goat remained a goat. Uh, but for the sake of science, they did it again the second night with no reporters. Now, granted, this is again June 18th. Um, as opposed to a winter moon and all of that shit. Um, and again, on the 18th, it did not work as well. Um, and Price said about it, he wrote in a book, although our principal object in staging the Bloxburg Trist was to ridicule the idea that magic ritual under modern conditions is still potent. That was his reasoning for doing this, was mm-hmm. to ridicule the magic, which brings me to just like a lot of questions. Could something like this ritual work and he just was the wrong person to do it? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about rituals like this? These, I mean, this is kind of an extreme thing. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's sort of weird to like kind of go through all the motions like for a ritual like this and then like with the with the explicit intention for it to not work like i feel like that's that's a really good place cuz i mean this this person this individual price like it seems like he kind of he kind of made his bones by 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 disproving magic and 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 stuff like that so i feel like a lot of times he would he would go into these scenarios not wanting the the magic to work and i feel like that's a good way to not to not, I guess, like having the magic work. And I mean, I haven't done a crazy amount of grimoire work. Uh, that's something that I'm trying to remedy this year. But I don't know. I, I haven't really done a lot of like like rituals specifically like this. I've never had the desire to turn a goat into a boy. Like that's, that's not. So, and I don't believe it for some <laughs> Like I feel like that's not that's not something that's ever been. I mean, yeah, I just you know again like like I said a couple of times already. It's like I don't want to have just like an extra kid just because we did this really cool ritual. Personally, um, you keep saying extra kid. Do you have another kid? No, not even kid. one child is an extra child. Like I have the perfect amount of children now, which is none except for my dog Queenie, who is wonderful. She's she's the most blessed creature on the planet and i love her but yeah i don't need any kids man i need in the room watching him (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. she's staring at me she's got those death eyes she's gonna come out she's in like i guess a tearing part if i don't say nice stuff so yeah yeah, my my uh, my puppy queenie she's super great but like uh yeah man i've never i've never tried a ritual that would that would do something like along the lines of like trans transforming thing and i feel like also like there's just a lot of shit that go wrong like this i guess like this pure heart the whole time like it's it's it'd be really hard to find anyone who just wouldn't you know I can't go like five minutes without thinking about like mm, butts are great, you know, <laughs> like just just Amen. having something like that, man. So yeah. like I feel like I they like if if the ritual would require me to be pure of mind and intention that entire time, I would have kind of a hard time with uh with something like that. But I mean, yeah, I haven't I haven't really I guess like uh like really performed any of those, and I don't know like like what like so after this ritual is done, you just you just have a kid. Like that's you just have a kid that that's sort of all that's explained about it. But it's also like to me, it's not just he didn't have the pure of heart. He didn't do it at the right time. So it's almost like 
you know, and I'm skeptic. I don't think this ritual will actually turn a goat into a boy, but I feel if you're trying to do it, you have to try to do it with all of the 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 right setup. You have to do it the right time of year. You have to do it with the best of intentions, believing it will. You know, and so I guess that's my question to you. Do you think that ritual magic is kind of like the secret where you have to believe it's real in order for it to occur? I certainly think that you have to have a, a like a certain amount of belief is 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 an element of uh, of of doing magic. I think that I think that like like going like just kind of going through the motions of something and just reading the text isn't going to give you the the thing the thing that you want. I think that there's uh there's something transformative when you believe in something and you actually like you actually like I guess like read the words with with this, that specific kind of intent. I think that if you intend for something not to work, it's really easy for it not to work. Like if you intend to not make a bicycle and then you just kind of like throw some wood in a pile, like you're not going to make a bicycle or at least one that isn't like doesn't really function super great. Yeah. Do you think there's there's the chance for like accidental magic? Can the uninitiated, unintentioned accidentally conjure up things? Like I mean like we look at the lamentation configuration, which I know is fictional, but still the idea of can you accidentally stumble upon summoning summoning a demon or something like that? Do you think that's a possibility? I think that people do little little bits of magic all the time. I mean, you just think about like like just kind of going through your day when you get pissed off at someone and then you just like wish something bad to happen to that person. I think that that's like its own like small form of magic where you're where you're you're putting out something out in the world that 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 is with the intention to hurt something. And a lot of times when you do that, whenever you uh whenever you blindly like intend someone harm, mm-hmm. uh a, a lot of times you just end up like putting bad shit on yourself right like that's that like i guess you put a lot of that that negativity and ends up kind of like being on you and there i mean you know there are there are a lot of people that that do kind of like i guess like work on that end of the street that's you know that's that that that's focused and and you can you can like you can mess some people up with that stuff uh i also think that i mean so I don't I'm not an expert in regards to, to mental illness, but I'm, I'm, you know, someone who certainly thinks that you can summon you can create an image in your mind, an idea in your head that acts very much like we believe in the way demons act. And, and, and this this creature will uh, deliver upon you all kinds of misery because you have an idea or an ideal that you just you can't live up to or something that is uh, that is that is that's causing you harm and hurting you. Uh, and it's something that, that has a very real effect on your, in your life. I, I think there's a lot of cool things in there to unpack as far as, you know, that, that putting it out there, putting the information and the, the feelings and the vibes out there. It is a lot like the notion of the secret, um, which I guess is like a neo philosophy or whatever. Um, but it's also like hoodoo, which is putting out what you want into the world and expecting it back a certain amount fold. Right. Um, but then also to your latter point about people conjuring, it's kind of like conjuring your own realities. I was just watching this really fucking weird documentary called I Think We're Alone Now. And it was released in 2006. And it's about two people who stalk the 80s singer Tiffany. Um, and one is a dude with Asperger's. Oh, man, I was a big Tiffany fan. Yeah, see? see yeah, Tiffany. Yeah, she's, she's a cutie. But this one dude has Asperger's. He's probably in his late 50s, I would say. But he thinks wholeheartedly that he's in a relationship with Tiffany. And and I struggled watching the documentary because at times it felt sort of exploitive. But then at other times it just felt like, well, it's documenting what this guy is going through. Mm-hmm. Just to give you that glimpse into this reality he's conjured for himself in his own mind that is 
not not real. It's not tangible. But for him, he's acting as if it is real. There's a in sociology, there's a thing called the Thomas theorem, which supposes that events don't have to be real. We just have to believe they're real in order for them to have effect. Look at something like the January 6th riots, right? There was no fucking, nobody stole an election. But those people believed somebody had, so there is an actual physical manifestation of results, you know, that happens, right? Um, they have an effect. So I, I wonder, it, it, at a certain point, do conjurations like this rely on mental illness or just the belief that you can will reality into being something different. I feel like I've gone off on a weird tangent, but no, I feel like, I I mean, a certain extent, like we, you know, you've got, you, you have a lot of like these, these manuscripts and you, a lot of, uh, you, you have a lot of like things like it was where people like write out, you know, um, rituals and things like things like that. And, uh, I mean, uh, I feel like sometimes people writing these ritual things just have like an idea of something they want to try out. Oh, okay. And then yeah. you sort of like create like a like an appropriate ritual context, and I and I mean like, and then they and then they you know, uh, and they they don't necessarily I, I guess like uh, they they don't actually necessarily like perform the ritual. I mean, you know, you just spin wheels. I think that uh, that a lot of times you have to look at the framework, like like what is the rest of like the text that this ritual comes from? What does that look like? Yeah. You know, is there is is there workable stuff in that in 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 that text where people can actually like go and like it's like go through like the, the the process of of learning and doing these rituals and, and and sort of like moving along their own kind of uh i guess like mystical adventure uh to i guess that if that makes any fucking sense i don't know it does completely and plus it makes me want to imagine like the four like some high german sorcerer in the 1400s like i gotta figure out how to turn this goat into a fucking boy (laughs) (laughs) the sheet thing didn't work fuck i'll put him in a box (laughs) damn it no it's gotta keep working it just gotta keep working the problem man yeah what's the story there i well then there's this other thing too about the brock in itself that region has long been associated with the supernatural um do you think there are places on earth that just have a better connection, a better frequency to it. You know, like I I think it's ironic that this place that for as long as recorded human history we have has been associated with ghosts and shit like that is also the first place we ever put a TV tower up at in the world. Like there's some sort of irony there of like reception, you know, I I think there's synchronicities like that. Like I certainly think like those things exist, but I also think that a lot of rich white people like to go to Peru. Like, I feel like, you know, like they also like to do that. And they also like to take ayahuasca. They like, they like to discover, they like to discover shit uh, that's, you know, uh, outside of their own realm of experience and then they you know uh they 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 go on i guess a kind of like this tourism then i i think that there's certainly like like sites that are more aligned than, than than other places and i feel like you know everyone's had an experience in their life where you you kind of like go into a place and it, and it feels a little bit different i mean that that stuff happened to me with a it's like with a it's like as, as as a kid when i when when i walked into um uh, there's this, uh, there's, I guess, like, uh, I guess, like, Senior Santanino in the Philippines, like, the first time, like, a lot of the churches, like, I went into when I was really young growing up, they were just kind of like, uh, they, they were just sort of like, I, I don't know, man, they look like, they, they just look like these blocks, they just look like these, like, I guess, like, square blocks, like, if you took, like, a model house, and you just kind of, like, made it a little fatter, and then, like, from, from the outside, just sort of, like, looked like that, it had some stained glass windows, and I walked inside, and it was, you know, certainly a church, but when, when you went to, like, 
like Senor Santonino in, in, in Cebu, man, it's like you can smell blood. Like that's what that place is like. Like you you walk inside of it and it it's been there since, you know, the, I guess like the I guess like the colonization from Spain and it's just a completely different it's a completely different place that that feels different that has a revenant or, or like a resonant feeling revenant. I'm not talking about ghosts here. Uh, I mean, but maybe, maybe I feel like there could be some ghosts there. Uh, but or just Leo DiCaprio with his Oscar in the corner. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Like, uh, and I'm certainly. I, well, have you had a, ever had an experience of like that kind of like uh, like you know like Wittershins or something something spooky when you guys like have gone into a place? First of all, I fucking love that you use the word witter shins. What a great fucking awesome word. Um, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like it's I, I used to go ghost hunting a lot when I was in high school and stuff like that. And they're definitely like a handful of places. I remember going to this this church that had this graveyard that had all children right it's all children in this specific graveyard mm-hmm. and there's like a little playhouse that was dedicated to this girl i want to say her name was katie or something like that and i went into the playhouse and the minute i walked in there i got nauseous i got dizzy i couldn't stand up straight it was like this very ethereal feeling now that being said i've also been to greece and, and I, i've stood at the uh, the acropolis and there's this sense of like history so much has happened on this land. And I wonder if it's the natural inclination that the brain takes of like knowing, hey, this is an, a place from antiquity. Hey, something terrible happened here. Um, that knowledge is affecting me somehow. Or if there is some other thing at work there, you know what I mean? Like, is it the brain playing tricks on us with the stored information that it has? Or is there actually a connection to something that's happening here. I love the idea that the earth has memories, that the ground remembers the blood spilt upon it and, and, and all that stuff. But I don't know if I actually believe it. Do you? Uh, I, I believe in animistic theory. I think that things have spirits, man. I think that, you know, we, as people, you know, we're just kind of like, uh, we're, we're, it's like, we're spirits that are, you know, like I said, given, given flesh. We're, I mean, and even just sort of like taking this idea that, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're thoughts given material, um you know just just uh just 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 kind of like moving from that and i don't think that we're necessarily alone in the universe as far as as far as like the gift of consciousness and and stuff like that and i think that i think that uh things places can can carry uh can carry spirits uh and the there are parts of us that we that we have that can kind of uh make connections where uh, something bad has happened to a place, you know, like, and everything yeah. in us like seizes up or, uh, this is a place where, um, I need to be, I need to be quiet, like a library. Or maybe if you're a shitty kid, like this is a place where I need to throw stuff at other people and be a dick yeah. <laughs> Like, and how we key into those. Yeah. But how we key into those different thoughts, those different spirits. Um, that's really, you know, like that's, uh, that's, that's really, I guess like up to, uh, up to us, like how we, uh, how we interact with those things. Um, and then I certainly believe that there are, I guess, like spirits that have, that have been, been around, uh, for, for much longer than we've, you know, had names for spirits or, uh, had like beliefs in, in, in our various, uh, I guess, like, I guess like deities and whatnot. So do you think there is such a thing as holy ground and sour ground and, and stuff like that? A place where nothing good can come from or a place where only good things can come or a place that is protected or anything like that? I feel like I feel I certainly feel like uh, I guess like places um, 
they 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 kind of have a magnetism to them and i think that they can they can they can get that way over time and 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 when you interact in those spaces i certainly feel like uh you can i guess like they can they can they can fuck you up pretty bad yeah well that's that's terrifying to me just thinking about about like the brock and mountain beating the shit out of me yeah just the idea the concept of a of a mountain you know just just beating the crap out of you yeah like okay. I, I, just, I feel like i mean i don't know like it's like tall german like like hitting me a little bit i feel like that's okay like that's not necessarily yeah. like the worst thing in the whole yeah, world. Like that. Don't <laughs> good money for that. there are people that pay good money for that <laughs> yeah yeah they're like oh i saw you wanting to turn that goat into a boy i see you david um <laughs> that is a great impression i love that <laughs> i love your german dominatrix impression that's super my, good. my german dominatrix mountain that's what that it was <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I had another question for you, but I forgot what the fuck it was. But it was—I just feel like I'm supposed to ask you. I guess a question: How did you come about all of this stuff? Um, I don't know. Really, I was looking for—I was just looking for a cult. I was originally looking for occult items that we could sort of talk about. It's because I'm interested in, um, you know, so in occult terminology, they call them fetishes. Um, and it's not just like David with his goat boy. A fetish also means something non-sexual. It's just an object that has some sort of occult tie. Um, but then I just stumbled upon this and the name Brocken. I mean, it literally means broken. So it's the broken mountain. Uh, mm. which sounds dope and a lot of times and a lot of like fiction and anime they sort of equate this with night on bald mountain like mm. uh Chernabog, like this is they equate him but that's not necessarily in the mythos itself um so it just seemed interesting and i've always wondered this is the question i was going to ask do you think because if we look at we, we both live in the united states of america was which is a westernized predominantly we'll say christian nation and the history we've been taught is predominantly Christian. And in that history, we're taught that there were days when witches were running rampant, right? Where the world was occupied by people with supernatural connections. And we know most of that's not true. Like the Salem witch trials, it's questionable if any of those people practiced any sort of pagan rituals, right? Or any pagan ritual that would be out of the ordinary for the time. Do you think there was ever a time when it was just covens everywhere, sort of like we're led to believe? I don't not here. I don't feel like I feel like there are people that had different beliefs than the than than the ones that a lot of the people had. But I think that I don't know. Sometimes you just sort of like sit out on your porch, look out in the darkness and then you make up your own story, you know, yeah. and that story gets bigger. You know, you worry it's like work the day. And I mean, I feel like a lot of people thought a lot of crazy shit before TVs is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's like people fucking, it's people would just like they would like drink some tea. They would they were or get drunk and they would just sit out there and, and just look into the dark and hear noises and go like, well, they're witches, you know, like they would just be there'd be those out there. So it wasn't um, witchcraft, it was just bored people. <laughs> we had like a lot of We have bored people in a lot of space. And you know, this uh and I mean like, you know, this this uh, this idea that, you know, there there were they were, you know, could be could be, I guess, like people that could come to take your stuff at it, it like at night. And I mean like this idea that, you know, that um we, we we are a very armed people and I'm someone who I guess like like the word like likes the word armed people, but I mean like, you know, when you when you when you have a gun, you you think of reasons why you need that gun. When you think of reasons why you need that gun, you you make make up people in your head that you need to shoot because you have a yeah. gun. I mean guns because cause once in a while guns aren't cheap. All right. They're really, really fucking expensive. Um and uh, and <laughs> ammunition is a lot of really expensive. You have to you have to make yourself right with that uh, that choice of uh, I guess like uh, like purchasing that thing. Um, so yeah, man. Like, and it's also like I can imagine how many 
fake arguments I get into in the shower where like where I'm trying to win my point and stuff. But imagine if I brought a gun into that equation, how many fake arguments I could perceive. And I think seclusion makes enemies. Not only when we're secluded, we start sort of painting almost like you said, a demon in our mind of other people and we find enemies, but we also take other people's seclusion. So imagine if you found a woman living by herself in a cabin in the middle of the woods, like, why is she there? Why is she separated from society? What is she doing? She must be something foreboding. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. like all of these fears sort of take hold because as professor X said, we fear what we don't understand. Um, So yeah, I was just thinking about you working out a bit, like in the shower or like, like having conversation. Then earlier today, I was like working out a bit, like in my room. And I was like, no, no, I am enough. And I was just like, cause I live with roommates and I was just thinking like, man, I must sound fucking crazy to all my roommates, you know, (laughs) just like, and like if they came up to me in that moment and asked me like, what the fuck are you doing? I would, I would just be like, you know, make, making stuff. (laughs) I love the right. It's for comedy. So, so let me let me go back a little bit. One, you were imagining me in the shower, and secondly, you, you were no, you put that thought in my mind. You projected it. I don't know if you're attempting to enact any kind of like you any of your mental powers right now, Professor X. This is but my like, witchcraft. This is my witchcraft. It's picture my dick. Picture my dick. No, um. So, and and you were you were having an argument with me that you weren't enough in your mind? No, or no, no, no. This had nothing to do with you. This was this was completely oh. separate. Uh, I was just kind of like working out like bits and funny things to say. Uh, I'm kind of like trying to do some like some stand upy shit. But you know, like oh, when I was. Yeah. I, but when I'm, I'm trying to sound out bits, like I don't, I'm just sort of like, it's the morning and I'm in my little office space saying these things and I'm by myself. Um, so awesome. it just, it, it's just super weird. I, I, well, first I of all, I think it's a wonderful idea for a stand up bit where you just have therapy on stage and tell them, I am enough. I'm handsome. <laughs> I'm beautiful. Don't you make fun of me. Yeah. I know I look like a guy that knows a lot about Japanese swords, but I feel like. I'm worth. I should. I should be loved. <laughs> I love it. I think that's great. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I can't wait for your uh, stand-up bit. You're gonna have to do some on the show. Get all that chess. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. You got anything, yeah. anything else you want to say? I don't. I don't think I have. I don't think I have anything else. I think oh, with this price guy, he's like that. Sounds like a spooky. Guy. I mean, it sounds like kind of a sad guy. I feel like a lot of times these these guys that uh, make careers out of debunking stuff, they end up having you know. Like it ends up being kind of rough for them. Yeah, dude, I I can't tell you how much that was my dream as a child was to be a parapsychologist. But like, t- do Price's job, but take it seriously. Like that was what I wanted to do more than anything as a child. I wanted to be Fox Mulder slash a Ghostbuster so fucking much. Yeah, that sounds like the best. That or being a fire truck. Yeah, one of those. One of being a, a vehicle or a human with a job both sound really compelling. <laughs> <laughs> well i i like it i like it a lot uh so we'll go ahead and call it a day so uh david can work on his stand-up material as a fire truck look for david the fire truck in your local garages soon <laughs> yeah certainly that's the only place you're gonna be able to find it you won't be able to find it on uh, online or uh, or at any clubs because i don't feel like that's happening yet are we we're not allowed to go to those yet we're still everyone's still at their houses right i think it depends on what republican state you're in i think texas is open for business I you can do whatever 
Yeah. You can do whatever in Texas. You could fucking kill somebody. Whatever you need to do. Um, I think some parts of Georgia you can do stuff, but I don't really know. It's a case by case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still I'm still just hanging out in my in my in my in my room working on my stand up with my crazy long beard. Which is great, which is great. Queenie likes it, and that's all that matters. Um, well, my name's Keith Brooks, and I've been here with I'm David Haddad, and we've been talking about all kinds of spooky stuff, and yeah. Tune so, in next time. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Second day. Yeah. What? what the fuck man we're trying to, we're trying to do be serious right now you can't be talking about all that sucking dick stuff love talking about sucking dicks raise occult books is recorded in atlanta georgia and produced by bean dip productions the thoughts opinions and actions taken by the host in no way reflect those of bean dip productions unless you think they're cool and then you know they totally do